normal. I sound loud to me. Just, to the, way, just the way you guys start every podcast? <laughs> we, we always it's try. Sometimes and... it's even worse. The Comedy Store would like you to know that the views and opinions expressed on this podcast are strictly those of the speakers or authors and do not necessarily reflect or represent the views and opinions held by the Comedy Store and its affiliates. This one's for my <laughs> vagina. <laughs> What are you doing, Tiffany Haddish material now? Tiffany Haddish. (laughs) Because she's big time now, she changed her name. Haddish. It's Haddish, but she still does at least ten minutes of queefing. (laughs) Solid queefing closer material. (laughs) That's big time. Uh, No, we uh, sometimes we do it like that, where we just start, we just go like you know grunge style. Is that what we call it? Punk rock. Punk rock, or we could do morning radio. Or we can introduce you. you. You pick. Well, first of all, I got five minutes. Okay. So I got I got to run to another podcast. <laughs> but uh, completely understand the one that's uh, actually sea uh, level. <laughs> if you know what I'm saying. Jeez. I mean, are you that's, saying that's a very large step up to go from <laughs> us to sea level? What number are we? Are we Z? Like I don't understand the way you said it. You know what's sad about actually getting older? I look at the steps now. Oh, you mean uh, coming down? Coming down, coming, going Same. up. Doesn't matter. Same Sign. though. I'm but, just thinking of these steps here. Yeah. Yeah, these steps well, are really steep. Trap. These yeah. are ridiculous. I, know. I, for, I hate it for the bouncer to see me holding onto the rail. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh god, this isn't gonna look good. Oh. <laughs> well, what did you want him to think? You're big and strong. I wanted him to carry me. <laughs> Smart. I know. Wouldn't it be great if he came walking over here? <laughs> Thank <Tom>. you. <laughs> Ellen, give him a writer. dollar for me. <laughs> give him a dollar for me. Well, welcome back to the Comedy Store Podcast. Thank you. It's good to be back. Uh, this We have the great Tom Irrera. I'm Eleanor Kerrigan, and that is... I'm Rick Ingram. The great, the great Tom Irrera. What am I, my magician now? Yeah, pretty much. Well, <laughs> Ta-da! He's, I heard he's you got have the this. cape on. Yeah. <laughs> I heard you have a bit about pulling a rabbit out of a hat. Is that real? Yes. And how does it always end? The rabbit came out of my ears. <laughs> uh, is, that, is, that, is that what you're talking about? No. Oh, I don't remember. <laughs> I like it. You're like, you just go with it. You're like, no, I don't remember. What's the waitress's name, the black girl? Bianca? Oh, God, she's pretty. I know it. I just saw She's beautiful. Terrible attitude. We have a, Bianca? That's why I like her. Yeah. Oh. Really? To you? <laughs> I mean... She's always been fine with me, but the amount of other employees I hear being like, fuck her, is amazing. Oh, really? Yeah, like all the door guys hate her. I would have more of an attitude Uh, if I was that good looking, though. I do know why, though. Yeah. Why? There was an issue with the tipping thing. That's all. That was a while ago. With the booths? Yeah. I you, see did, that. Did you, were you a doorman here? You never did that. No. That was beneath you? No, it's just that you I was already established. I didn't come in as a superstar. I came in as an established. He saw it as solid the great Domerera. Yeah, right. <laughs> Ta-da. No, I, uh, I, was, I was already past. I mean, I was already working as a comedian when I came here. So you didn't. Okay. So Because when you work here, they do get petty. And like you know, they would the door guys sell the booths sometimes. It's like a whole thing, and the wait it was affecting the waitresses' tips, and the waitresses only work on tips. Yeah. So it's like, what do you mean the door guys were acting like they were major D's? Kind of. You just they do it here all the time. Yeah, I mean when I was door guy, was they when I was trained, they taught you if there's going to be people at the show, then you sell the booths. You just. Wait till you see the guy trying to impress a date. You go right. for forty dollars. You could sit in the VIP booths, or I can sit you over here at this table with right. these other strangers. These other losers. Yeah, 
Well, I remember when I was working in Atlantic City, and some friend of mine called me. I go, "How do I get good t- get good seats?" I go, "You tip the fucking maitre d'. You, right. see, you think he's wearing a, a, a tuxedo because he's comfortable? <laughs> and of course, that's how you get him. He's not at a wedding. He's working. Right. Poor I love thing. when people would call me up for good seats. I go, "What do you think I do? Seating charts in the afternoon? <laughs> you, you know, instead of writing comedy, let me see where I can put this couple. They'd be happy. Every single Gary person at does table thirty six always. <laughs> I'd like you to separate my friends because I don't like." them and i want them to be spread out that would be amazing people do ask that all the time yeah like oh can you get me tickets to your show and make sure i get good seats what i don't get the tickets as much as the seats you know they go you know i bought the tickets already so the least you can do is have us seated comfortably (laughs) would you mind paying the tip for us (laughs) tell them we're coming (laughs) apparently there was two hot girls here last night trying to uh, Uh, seduce uh, their way in their way in like we're hot and then they started dropping comic names and then they threw out adam's name the talent coordinator so and they didn't realize they're dealing with just absolutely bitter comedy store doormen (laughs) who knew they could not fuck them no matter what so they hated them even more yeah Yeah. they're like but you should let us in because we're hot and they're like apparently Mm. not hot enough to get into the show (laughs) which is just a nice punch to the hot girl face i think Well, I'll tell you what we can do. We can get you into the free patio. Did you like that? <laughs> That's where they did go. Really? And they sat out there and they got angrier. And then one came back in and was like, this is bullshit. <laughs> you should let us in. And Look they, at me. And in the end, they apparently were on a list at the Laugh Factory. Oh. And they oh, showed really? up at the wrong comedy <laughs> club. That's but hilarious. I think Brenton eventually somehow figured it out. Oh, okay. Made some calls on their behalf. Because you felt did, bad did for them. Did they come to the Laugh Factory? I think they went down there. They were oh, probably a... looking for the Irara weapon. Maybe oh. he was down there. Have Hello. you tasted it lately? <laughs> I haven't. <laughs> Does Ella. it still taste the same? I don't know. Ask your mom well, what she thinks. <laughs> what? Why is that funny? <laughs> Does I she, think does she, she listen might, to this? She, yes, and she I, may. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> she may have given that up for Lent, Dom, ch- so uh, I'm not sure. Did you talk about that, about the Lent no, thing? No, I keep forgetting. There's the thing, you know, Did you You grew up Catholic, I right? Did. Yeah, so you don't, but you don't do the Lent. You don't believe in anything. I yeah, I'm, I'm without beliefs. So. Without beliefs is what I like. Uh, but my mom gave up for Lent ice cream and picking on my brother Tommy which is always oh. funny <laughs> it is a juxtaposition huh? yeah <laughs> so I mean that's, like, she has a lot of kids why Tommy he lives there and so he still he's lives closer at home. yeah oh okay he moved in a while back to help out with my sister and just didn't never left is, and he, is he a, a democrat yes he's a democrat that makes perfect sense uh, huge democrat <laughs> uh, and so um, I, I think I only have one republican brother the rest are all demis is that Charlie no, Johnny. Oh, Johnny. I don't even know if Johnny's really a Republican. I don't know. I don't know what any of us are. My uncle was here last night, and he uh, he started the night by saying that he doesn't really like Trump. And then as the drinks continued over <laughs> two hours, more and more, and by the end he was like, I think Trump might go down as one of the best presidents we've ever had. <laughs> I was like, Whoa. no way. I swear. It just That's kept great. getting more and more. Look, we're all going to be making more money. I'm like, I'm no, still you're not. not. <laughs> like, I, the guys who already make a lot of money are going to make more yeah. money. He's like, listen, how much are you saving on taxes this year? I'm like, probably nothing. I don't know. I don't know how that shit works. Yeah, I know yeah. I don't earn enough to be in the Trump tax bracket. I used to do a radio show in Philly a lot. It was a rock and roll radio show in the 80s. And Trump used to come in because he owned the building, you know, and he'd sit with us. 
what a what a egomaniac. Oh, what of a course, bragger. Always. You know what he said to me about? Uh, he said, uh, you know, I, I never give anybody a raise. He says if they, you know, get restless, what I do is I, I give them a title. I'll make them like vice president or something. That's goes, a showbiz thing. He goes, they're happy and I don't lose any money. I'm thinking, are you proud of that? Yeah, yeah. that's gross. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's like in a, on movie sets, they're like, all right, we can't afford to pay him, so let's give him a... He's a producer. We'll give him a title. Yeah, and then they, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny that he does that. Like, yeah. what title? And brags about it. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, everything he does is braggable. Well, that's, well, that's yeah. the great thing about him. It's hilarious. I mean, he never takes the even the middle road. Forget about the high road. Yeah. But he never... I mean, the fact that he went after Oprah... <laughs> And I don't want to make this a Trump thing, you know, because well, we, it's we too know, late. No, but we know how many. I'm just kidding. Let's face it, Colbert would be off the air. Oh really. yeah, totally. Yeah. And Saturday Night Live's ratings would never be where they got to with him. Yeah, and, and with, now they slump down because yeah. I think they, Alec Baldwin would still be that guy who said abusive shit about his daughter. But yeah. now we're like, he's making someone else that we don't like. Alec so. Baldwin wasn't he the one that was going to move to France if George Bush was elected president? <laughs> I think so. And you know what happened? You're not going to believe this. He was offered like $100,000 a week for a series, so he decided to stay. He stuck That's around. Crazy. I hate when they say that Man shit. of principle. Why say it, though? Why put Everybody that pressure on you? does it. Yeah. Uh, Nobody's ever moved out of the country. No. Without. We were all wishing they would, but nobody ever did. Yeah. It's always, I'm going to go to Canada, and then after they win and no one goes, then whoever the opposition is like, I thought everyone was going to go. Why don't you guys get up there and leave our great <laughs> the four, country for us? Yeah, the 405 would be a dream if all the people that were here we, said they were going. They would, oh, yeah. They'd find uh. a way still to fuck it up. 405 <laughs> would be, they would just close three lanes. For no reason. <laughs> Did you ever do the GPS and then you're driving and it says, oh, you'll be there at, you know, 10.55 and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, we meant 11.04. <laughs> oh, sorry. Ele- what are they, throwing bodies and cars yep. on the freeway while you're driving? Like, it's completely insane. I have a friend named Adam Hills and he's a comedian in Australia and he has a, sh- a talk show in London, I think. And we were in uh, Northern Ireland for the first time I was ever Did in Northern Ireland. Country dropping. Mm-hmm. But he goes, and we're, I'm just, this relates back to traffic, believe it or not. <laughs> he, I was with him and my friend, uh, my friend Jane, beautiful okay. Irish girl. And uh, we, I said, let's stop. I want to buy some. I've never paid sterling in, in, uh, in Ireland before. So I just wanted to see, you know, just being something different. And Adam starts talking about traffic. He says, you know what's amazing about traffic? And I'm thinking, what? Tell me more. You know? <laughs> <laughs> what's amazing about traffic is sometimes it stops for no reason. And you're thinking, what happened? And sometimes it's an accident. I said, yeah. And he goes, yeah, I have a friend whose father is in traffic. I said, do me a favor, Adam. If I can't sleep, can I call you and you tell me the story so it'll put me out like a light? Like, how fucking boring oh, can you get? His father is in traffic. <laughs> yeah. that's what, he's professionally traffic. Like, that's his thing? He's just out there in it? L- L.A. is the only place I've ever been where you will get into momentary traffic jams simply because the road slightly curves to the left. Yeah, right. right. Oh, yeah. With sure, the 101, sure. and, and here we are talking about it now. Yeah. With Laurel and the 101, that, yep. that, that's, that's always the always same. Always fucked, and you're just like, what's well, going on? Nothing? Oh, okay. This podcast will be called The Sleeper. <laughs> Put them down. <laughs> Guys, if you can't go out, we got you. I feel like I'm talking that way. Maybe it's the way the mic sounds in my headphones. No, you're talking that way. I sound... Really? I sound sexy? Really? Ooh, really? Big daddy. We could, we could possibly turn this into like a, maybe, it, I guess it wouldn't be phone sex because no one can call in. Right. But this could just be 
a sexual podcast. Well, people could call my cell phone. If you guys have my number, call. Oh, we're not live. <laughs> we're not I'm li- sorry. Damn. It's so much more comfortable than the first time I did it. The first time I felt like you were uncomfortable. No, no, with I us. couldn't fucking breathe. No. Oh my god, it was so hot. It was so right? hot, yeah. And, and it was so new. It, but this time uh, we had uh, Rogan and uh, Duncan Trussell on, and we were sweating. Maybe it was because we were in here for we're two for, hours. Yeah, we were almost two hours. By the end, I was literally just like, my shirt is soaking wet. And Rogan's intense. You could tell he was just like dying. Like. He's unbelievable. I mean, I did his podcast a few weeks ago. He is. Yeah. He's tireless. I know it. I mean, he. You know what he said? We talked for like almost three hours, and then he goes, "You want to shoot some pool?" I go, "No, I want to take a nap." <laughs> I mean, I was fucking exhausted. He's. I don't know what he does, but he's amazing. I. He eats healthy, clean, whatever you call it. I think it's clean. He stretches the support word? the stretch. He fluids. Fluids. He does fluids. He doesn't take hot baths with. Without water, hallucinogenics. <laughs> He's constantly in water. Doesn't he put himself in those water machines? The float tank. Yes, that's it. He, he does all this weird stuff to like make his double his jacked, energy kind so of a thing. Yeah. He's got to be on some sort of energy supplement or something. Probably, I'm just, I think I just he get, advertises something like one of those things. I just stay yeah. tired. I just same. I just stay tired and cry a little. And take a little nap. Well, you're in a lot of pain. It's a, you're in a lot of denial. <laughs> I mean, what let's face it. About? There was one man that you should have married and didn't, and I don't want to bring it up on the show. Well, you already brought it up, and <laughs> I, I, know I didn't say his name. I know, you're true, but I know but, you miss him a lot more than I do. Well, I miss him. I never had a, a, a male friend who wanted to watch the Andy Griffith show with me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the laughs we had. And that Barney. Pooh, was he funny. He's timeless. All generations enjoy the millennials. Right. They can't get enough of them. That's so bad. This is what happened. We went to La Jolla, and I was featuring for Dom, and featuring. Dom decided. Featuring. She was a middle act. I'm a middle. <laughs> I, Don't glorify it. I was Dom's support. I hate when they say support. Right. That drives me crazy. Are you the support? No. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, we're working together. Normally, Dom will stay at a hotel, right. and I get the condo because to myself. I'm big baby, big, big time. Yeah. yeah, you're not staying in <laughs> no. some cum condo. But it, right, <laughs> that's it for was, the features. That's right. But it was ter- yeah, that's where the support stays, if you will. <laughs> and so I was like, uh, we were driving there, and there was some kind of mix up with the thing at hotel. And then he got mad at the guy, or I forget what it was specifically, but. It was a lot going on. I got mad at the guy? Something. We got mad at them for Who's the guy? Is that the the club or the hotel? No, no, no. The hotel. And then, um, I don't know. There was a whole bunch of stuff. So I convinced Dom to stay at the the condo. I go, it won't be that bad. And he's like, isn't it dirty? I go, it'll be fine. (laughs) She's Irish. Yeah. (laughs) Family of 10. What are you going to do? Yeah, she's It's different different than being a Italian prince. (laughs) If she gets her own bed, that counts as... Four seasons. Royalty. Yeah. It's so true. It's so sad. <laughs> the, the Italian prince but I, not yeah. having it. No. <laughs> so I, I convinced the Italian prince from South Philly to stay in this hotel. I mean, into the in the condo. Yeah. And we went, and then I realized, oh, no, how, I brought my boyfriend. How long ago is this? Not that long ago. Last December? A year, yeah. A year ago. Oh, okay. oh, no, I'm sorry. It has to be like two years now, because... It's been well, two years since, since we broke since up. Since you broke my heart by leaving him. <laughs> <laughs> you ruined your life Finally, by trying dear to... Dear diary, today I found a new friend. <laughs> <laughs> and we, we, I was so nervous because my ex, I love him. He's a great guy, whatever. It just didn't work out. But he's very loud and he can like, you know, I don't know. 
you're not allowed to talk to the headliner is what I said. <laughs> really? <laughs> I did. I, said, and then, I was like, look, I know Dom's my friend, but you cannot get me in trouble. Do not bother Dom. Do not bother him. I think I'm so and sensitive. I, it was just I didn't want to get in trouble, and you're not supposed to bring your girlfriend or boyfriend if you're... And you knew Dom would rat you out <laughs> so quick. Oh, my God. Quick. I was like, yeah, right. I don't want to get in trouble. I still live by the old school rules. I don't... So I was so nervous, and I, I fell asleep. I finally, I was up all night worried that, like, Dom wasn't really? going to be comfortable. Yeah. yeah. That Dom's not going to be comfortable. You he hates this. this. Bum there. Yeah. <laughs> I got this nut who paces all night and eats all night long. Okay. And so he's that guy in and out of the refrigerator, and he'll just walk through, whatever. So I'm used to it, but Dom might be like, who's this nut, right? So I finally fall asleep, and then I just hear all this laughing coming from these idiots are watching just eat popcorn at 11 in the morning just dancing and playing Andy Griffith watching Andy Griffith I was like oh they bond it they you bond ruined it. everything the whole time I was like is everything okay out here you know are thing, you bothering the headliner bothering the headliner you know I remember you know Jackie Flynn mm-hmm. Boston yeah. comic yeah well Mike Clark uh, Lenny Clark's older brother uh, said to we get in a car me and lisa were married at the same time we're going to a celtics game and he says we, I, I never met the guy before and he goes and don't bother dom don't ask him a lot of questions <laughs> like right in front of me <laughs> think what what kind of added ego do i project Wait, Lenny the, said that yeah to no well, mike said it like oh. don't bother dom don't ask him a lot of bullshit questions I you know like that. don't like the tonight show or any of that shit you know it's like <laughs> why you fucking but it's answer true you. because p- sometimes you never know what People are gonna say, yeah. and then, uh, you seem like you might be connected. And <laughs> right. the wrong Wait question will take you. Wait a minute, is that real? Are <laughs> they all connected, you people? Well, in a sort, yeah. In are a way. you people all? <laughs> yeah, that's why it's, it's all Italians are rich. <laughs> I knew it. No, that's Jews. You don't get that. Uh, all Italians are connected. I don't know about rich. The Jews are rich. You know, you know there's going to be some derogatory when somebody starts off their sentence with the Jews. <laughs> <laughs> it's usually followed with compliments from my experience. <laughs> Wonderful I, people. <laughs> one of my favorite uh, Ari Shafir Dom moments upstairs was Ari doing uh, Ask a Jew. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. then Classic. Dom raising his hand. Uh, excuse me. <laughs> Real meek for some reason. And what would you say? I don't know. I can't. I can't say the word Jew without saying bastard after it. <laughs> it just seems to trippingly flow from my tongue. And then he would reiterate. <laughs> it made me laugh so hard. Ask a Jew with Ari was always that was fun. funny. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god! And uh, people would. Everybody just started getting in on it. What was weird was he, it would be like Duncan Trussell or you know other people being plants in the audience, uh-huh. and then. When the regular people would be like, uh, excuse me, yeah, they- do you all have tails? What? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, my, uh, my role was always, uh, is it true if you get bit by a Jew, you turn into a werewolf? <laughs> Holy shit. They'd be like, no, that's werewolves. That's- <laughs> oh, werewolves, right. <laughs> Remember that movie Teen Wolf, though? Yeah. Yeah. All right, so... Michael J. Fox, he turns into a Jew in that movie, right? And he'd be like, no, again, werewolf. <laughs> right, werewolf. Oh, what nice. out are you? Uh, I'm, Sad. I, yeah, <laughs> I'm Irish and Swedish, mostly, Ooh. and some English, but yeah. mostly. You know, they got in everything. My mom's an O'Brien, and 
my dad is mostly Swedish. Now, Swedish, like Norway, that's a predominantly white country? Yeah, very white. I'm kidding. Like remember, the whitest. Remember the girl, one of Trump's uh, spokespeople, said that she didn't know that Norway had it. Was oh, all yeah. white. that's right. That's right. How could you it's fucking not know that? predominantly white? I've never yeah. seen a black Norwegian. <laughs> Let's buy God. one. Yeah. Search I mean, one out. That would be like Bigfoot. It, it'd probably be very rare, and I would imagine they would stand out. Excuse me, where are you from? Where am I from? Norway, motherfucker. <laughs> Still sound like just an average Hold American on a black guy. That sounds. <laughs> In Norway, he doesn't speak. I always like to, any sort of Eastern European, Northern European, too, I guess, but any sort of Eastern European, I always like to ask them if they have a black friend what their name is. Yeah. You always just see their face go. Ooh. Like, I, they can't even think of a black guy, like an Estonian or Lithuanian. Oh, yeah. You have any black friends? Yes. What's their name? Oh. Uh, what, what are you looking at? Why are you suddenly <laughs> trailing off with your eyes? Well, that's why, you know, my blacks do not seem to be a majority for me. I mean, a minority for me because I, I, li- I always live in places where there's a lot of black people. Yeah. You know, I go, where are the white people? And then one time I was doing a commercial in Minneapolis and I said, wow, what's different about this? To the producer, they picked me up. He goes, what? I go, it's white porters. <laughs> I've never seen white porters before. Wow. Yeah. And, and then you see all, like, where all these white people are when you go into that part of the country. Because there's got to be somewhere. You know? Yeah, they're yeah. hiding in the middle. And Chris Rock used to have that bit about Minnesota. It's like the only black people in Minnesota are Prince and Kirby Puckett. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty accurate. That's pretty accurate. If you know the references, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not that many. The young kids are like, what's a Kirby Puckett? <laughs> yeah, right. Kirby Puckett, that sounds like a chicken place. They, it's a chicken? All the young people know Prince because they all pretended like they cared when he died two years ago. Right. They're all like, so oh my God, he changed my life when I heard his song for the first time yesterday when I heard he was dead. <laughs> did you see? Did, did, did you guys see him do uh, while, my, while My Guitar Gently Weep? Yeah. Fucking unbelievable. Unbelievable. They asked Eric Clapton, they said, so what's it like being the best guitar player in the world? And he says, I don't know, ask Prince. Yes, that's yeah. great. That's awesome. Yeah. That's a great line. That's real. I love what he did at the end. He threw the guitar in the air and walked off. And then, Fucking unprecedented. Anyway, I don't want to get a serious No, Prince. I love it. I forget how much you love music until you're in my car, and then I realize... When I sing along yeah, with everything. Yeah, he sings uh, everything. Is it beautiful, like a canary? It's, it's pretty impressive. You, you know, Don was in musicals in college. He, he croons. Um, are you a crooner? No. I don't know what a crooner is. I mean, I know the word. But like Sinatra. Oh, no. More, he's like a <laughs> Beatles guy. Who's, oh, okay. Uh, you know, he was in you know, Fiddler on the Roof. Like that much <laughs> I know. It's a demographic of... <laughs> I, the Beatles are amazing because the, the younger generations know them too, which mm. makes it more fun. You know, so like, uh, you know, people, like everybody in my family, and I never... Was a, pros- a proselytizer. May I use that word on this? Well, as soon as I can Google <laughs> uh, it, I'll about, get into it. I was never one of those guys. Well, this is good music, and you're just bullshit. Right. I like to try and listen to everything, but it's amazing to me. Like Jenna, my goddaughter, she was yeah. like five. She goes, "Dom, do you know the Beatles?" I go, "Yeah." Before she goes, well, "They're my, you know who my favorite Beatle is?" I go, "Yeah." She goes, "Who?" I go. Ringo, right? She goes, "How did you know?" I go, "It's always fucking Ringo with kids." Yeah. <laughs> you know? He sounds submarine. like a cartoon. So yeah. yeah, obviously Ringo. <laughs> they love that. It was in the. There was a game. I believe it's Jenna's generation that they were playing. Um, I forgot what it was called, but all those songs were on there. The Yellow Submarine. Uh, it was, was a it lot Guitar of, Hero. I think so. Was that? I don't. I mean, I never played it. I just know. Yeah, it was yeah, Guitar Hero. A lot of people know 
classic rock songs. Exactly. Yeah. Exclusively because it was on Guitar Hero. And yeah. they like they never. They're like, oh, we know that from Guitar Hero. I'm like, no, that's not where you know it from. But yeah. yes. You know okay, what I wonder fine. about about music? In ten years, like, where's the the Hall of Fame? Who are they going to induct in the Hall of Fame? You know what I mean? Because there's no like real super groups right now, except the oh, old yeah. guys. Oh. I mean, the old, yeah, like, like even the, the, the Red Hot Chili Peppers are considered old time now. You know. Yeah. Old school. It'll be like Chance the Rapper yeah, or something. Think, cause, like, <laughs> who, who would go Pearl down? Pearl Jam got inducted Bruno last Mars, year. Maybe. Yeah, and, they're, and then, they're, they're running out. This year, like now they're just going back to 80s bands because Bon Jovi got yeah. inducted Journey this year. Journey wasn't in, but now they're in, I think, right? Journey with or without the Asian lead singer. But I think they put it with the... Stephen Perry? Steve Perry did show up. I'm sorry. He did show up, but he didn't perform with them. Oh, really? Did he sing? No. No, he didn't sing nope. on his own. No, now he just goes to the San Francisco Giants games and lip syncs when they play his song. <laughs> no, I was at the World Series when they were playing the Royals a couple of years ago, and we're there, and they're like, "If you please pay attention to the jumbotron, Giant Super Fan Steve Perry is here." And then they just started playing the hit song, the Sherry. When I, the nights go down, and no, the, it would be his own, right? No, no, it was. It's the Journey song that was at the end of like the Sopranos and. Oh yes, don't uh, stop believing. Yeah, don't stop believing, oh, yeah. and it's just him walking down the steps, lip syncing his own that's song. Funny, and everyone was going crazy. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> Who lip syncs their own shit? Like everybody, pop stars, I guess. Yeah, everybody. Everybody. Who's your your favorite band? It's the Beatles. Who else you got? Well, after that, it's like a lot of like a lot of groups from. I mean, I like for the contemporary groups. Like I, I like Red Hot Chili Peppers and. Oh, okay. You know, I mean, I try I try and listen to everything though. I just never want to be like shut out. Exactly. You know. You listen to a lot of rap. Uh, I try. You yeah. know, I mean, Jay Z's new album. The problem with the rap, rap is I can't sing along with it because it's the, the there's too much wor- words and verbiage. You Overly, know, it's like, yeah. I mean, I just like a song that you can you can sing to, but I don't, I'm not that fucking qualified to sing rap. You're into melodic. <laughs> yeah. you I mean, like I, I nice. would need a song sheet to sing to try and sing rap. <laughs> God, I mean, because to me, like, uh, <laughs> this could be a very popular YouTube video. I Eminem. just was thinking that, like him just reading off the Like Eminem was incredible to oh, me. Oh, hell yeah. But I couldn't, I mean, I, I could sing parts of Eminem songs for the fun of it, but it, it, he was just too much, too too prolific. I too get fast, it, yeah. I get it. Who do you think like the Eminem of comedy would be? Like the, I don't mean the, I guess I don't mean, I just, like. I don't know how you compare musicians and comedians. Yeah, because I don't mean like the height, like how high he is in his career, Eminem. I mean like that good. <laughs> You know, it's so hard for dead. me. To, when we were talking about at dinner about like the better you get, the less oh, sure. less people around you seem that good because you're getting close to them. Yeah, you know what I mean. And not to be arrogant, but it's very hard for me, including myself, to be impressed by comedy. Yeah, you know because I, I'm, I, I agree. You know, I'm well, just, when you were starting out, like you just your favorites were what Woody Allen. Woody Allen, when I was a kid, uh, I used to love Seinfeld when he was uh, at the comic strip because he was so fucking prolific and creative yeah whether you know if you think his style's old school i understand that but man could he write but this was when he was coming up like you were coming oh, yeah, up yeah and he, he was coming up yeah he, he hadn't been to la yet he he i think oh, he, wow. he got his first break on benson and then he got fired <laughs> on it benson was an old show that, that, with the, yeah yeah butler yeah yeah that's so funny what, uh, what did he get fired for I think he couldn't act, or they thought he could. You know, like in, in, right. In, he's not a great actor. Yeah, he's, but I mean, like, I, he's terrific in what he does. He's terrific. I love yeah. the fact that he laughs sometimes. 
on the show because all it is is a sitcom. Right. You know, it's not it's not Elizabethan theater. I right. Mean, you can't go up on lines in Macbeth. You know, people go, hey, that's not, that's that's not, not it. That's not in Macbeth. It's the new take. <laughs> you can't say my, my man in Macbeth. <laughs> Listen, Yo, anything's man. possible these days. <laughs> yeah, that's modernize true. it. I mean, I think you know they're we, rebooting. We, we, have, we have some. Of the, we have some of the same taste, and you know, uh, Bill Burr and Rogan, and yeah. yeah. I mean, some of those guys are great. I mean, uh, Chris Rock is terrific. Uh, I feel. Yeah, I, I feel like it changes all the time, though, because the yeah. comics change. Well, there's so no much. best comedian. Yeah. You know what? There's it's a so best. Weird. Thing? There's a best hundred yard dash. Guy. Yeah. You can't argue. Yeah. You can't argue about that. The time is. The, is yeah, you the can't. Time. You can't say. I still think the fourth guy's the fastest. Yeah. Because he's not. The first guy's the I fastest. I like the way he runs better. I gotta be honest. <laughs> yeah. He got first in my mind. He's got great leg work. And you're not seeing it, and it maybe doesn't get to the finish line first, could, but it's there. How could you say that, man? <laughs> I, I think it's hard. But you're right. Yeah, that's once, true. That's once you start, like you just understand that it, it's all smoke and mirrors. It just gets harder to. Enjoy comedy. Well, the hard thing oh, for me. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah you, you, you know it's all tricks and well, stuff. You become too analytical. Yeah, and that'll take the fun out of anything. Yeah. See through it. Yeah, that's because I used fun. to lo- like when I first started here. I loved just sitting in the back and watching comedy. But now it's like my uncle is here. He's like, sit down and watch some of the show. I'm like, right. I don't think so. Well, like Woody Allen said, dissecting comedy is like dissecting a live frog. Once you open it up, you're, it's dead. Yeah, and, and, let, and if you if you overthink comedy, you're not going to laugh. You're going to go. You like you hate to get to that jaded point where you go, "Wow, oh, that was very funny," but you're not laughing. Right. You know, hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> when somebody somebody's like, "That was hilarious," I'm like, "Are you yeah. dead inside? What happened? Like, was it really hilarious?" But that's where you get to. I like to watch open mic. Because I like to watch like that whole beginning of it, the rawness of it. You know, most of these people never make it, oh. but a lot of them have one good joke. Yeah, you're right. You know, that's, I could, uh, yeah. I mean, I think Dane was banking on a career off of those one yeah, good jokes wait a for a minute. while. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that's true or not, but I've heard that. Yeah, uh, yeah, they would get mad about that. I do remember that. But. And then it would just be like, oh, he just took, and he'd be like, oh, no, we just have the same premise. And be like, yeah, but. Th- that was after you watched me do it. <laughs> it seemed like maybe your inspiration came from something. I was, right here. I was, out of think, my mouth. I was thinking of doing something like that. Now that you've done it, I was right. I was right. right. <laughs> it's a great idea. But it's true. I can remember like working potluck, which I hate it. Uh, and I would work all the time, whatever, on the Monday nights. And I started to learn the open micers act. And I was like, ah, and then it would get so bad. And then if one of them had a good set, they'd be like, did you see that? And I'm like, I I saw you the other 40 nights. Yeah, that one was great. You got it, buddy. But like it really used to, they would get so insane. Like, I love when people, I always fuck with people and they ask me, so how did you start? I go, I started on the Tonight Show. Oh my God! You know, I started. Is that true? To, Shut up! No, it's not true at all. <laughs> what the fuck? I, you know what? I believe you because you're a jackass. Because no, I first he signed up for the Tonight Show did, open mic. I did. The, <laughs> I got the couch. I did the Tonight. Oh yeah, you know that's so the funny, kind but, of luck he has. The, but the couch is so funny because you know they oh, yeah. they try and reach a point where you're a loser. And like I remember people saying to me, "So your first Tonight Show, were you nervous?" I go, "I was terrified. Was it fun? It wasn't fun at all." And but they say you did well. I said, oh, I did all right. And then they go, uh, like they try and build it, build it. They go, did you, did you get the couch? I go, no. 
Oh, that's too bad. You know, like, <laughs> like all of a sudden I'm a loser. Oh, my God. Uh, obviously didn't go well. Yeah. Well. Because I've heard that people wanted the couch. <laughs> and when you get on that couch, it's hard to get off that couch. You know, no, I mean, that's crazy, but you're right. I always say, like, ask you, did you get the couch? Yeah. <laughs> did well, look, you see someone tweeted? I, th- I think they included you in it. They were at some bar somewhere, and they had on, like. Oh, yes. I can't remember what channel they said it was on, but. It was Argus Carson. Hamilton on The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. And they, <laughs> they, of course, added us and were like, hey, look what's on at the bar. And I'm like, that's who, amazing. Well, you who know, started that intro for Argus? I can't remember. It was Danish. Danish d- decided to tell people to bring up Argus. No, no. He, Who's Danish? Him oh, him him doing it. Jeff Danish. Jeff Danish. Oh, I don't know. D- Danish and O'Neill. You know them from Yummy. Oh, really? Oh, that's, that's always so. embarrassing. When, when an old friend so. or something is something delivering food to your house. Like, when, when I got divorced, I was separated, and the guy that Lisa was going out with delivered pizza to my house. And, I was going, and I'm thinking, oh, wow, you're fucking my ex-wife here. Let me give you an extra dollar. <laughs> you're going to need it. <laughs> But they they used to bring up Argus. Uh, or Tommy would give them opening spots. Yeah. So he had to bring up Argus, <laughs> and he thought it would be fun to give Argus the introduction of, ladies and gentlemen, this next comic. He's not my Gus. He's not your Gus. He's our Gus. Argus. <laughs> he's not oh, our geez. Gus Hamilton. And Argus went up with his hand. He's like, oh, "Good set, buddy. Don't ever do that again." <laughs> well, you know what? He makes up shit about me. Like, whatever he oh, brings yeah. me up, like sure. he goes, uh, yeah, here's a guy who started out with us, with Robin Williams, and I'm thinking, I wasn't fucking here and then. I, I didn't get here till 85, 86. Right. He is a master t- of, of altering it, because when yeah. he brings me up, he'll be like, I, I got a phone call from Robin Williams a few years ago, and this was after I, I had partied with Robin Williams here. And the only reason I partied with Robin Williams was because I was walking around acting like Argus. <laughs> you know, Argus is like, Robin called me just to tell me how talented this guy is. I'm like, there is absolutely no way he called you. <laughs> he would always put me in a hole by saying that I was part of his generation. Where, you know, I'm thinking, like, they don't want to fucking hear that. Not, there's no you know, 22-year-old kids out there. Well, I hope they send another old man up that talks about <laughs> politics. <laughs> Does a, a incredible Chester A. Arthur impression. <laughs> yeah. I, I always get that this is one of the best millennials. I'm like, I'm not even part of that generation. Yeah. But to Argus, I guess I am. I don't he know. He likes to just, that's that's Argus. Yeah, that's Argus for you. <laughs> he got so mad. But the person that saw him on the Tonight Show or whatever put that. They put a picture of Argus. Yeah. On the Tonight on the Show. And then they, they put, hey, guys, look what's on our TV in the middle of Minnesota. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he's not your Gus. He's not my Gus. He's our Gus. But, you know, he was only a kiss away, I think. You know, I'm sorry? Oh, you know, from that. Like, yes, you're from, right. Like, from getting some kind of show that he would have been good in. He, he they does, wanted him to. Yeah, I mean, like a, a news kind of comedy show. for the, And in those days, you know, I mean, I, you can see where he could have gotten a break. You know, it's not like he's not professional. I thought he yeah. was in the running to replace Johnny. I heard that, too. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. You know. I mean, because he was so in deep with them. And he did the Tonight Show, like. A lot. Uh, he the, does the say was, it. Yeah, he the rumor was always that he partied away his chance. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, but, you know, I, when I met him, I was I was in Vegas, and I was I was working with Mitzi at the comedy store, and 
I never thought I'd do Vegas because I was like a you know a guy who came out of improv, did characters, did not do classical Vegas type sets. I mean, right. uh, Tonight Show type sets. Right. And I'm so I'm really excited to be there. And he sits next to me. He recognizes me. Tells me who he is. Then he starts telling me about how he stopped doing cocaine and that he stopped drinking and he's straight now. And I'm thinking, I don't give a fuck. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, I don't care. I mean, I don't want you to die, but whatever you want to do. Then I found that he was lying to me. So I'm thinking, here's a fucking guy who's lying to somebody who don't care. He was practicing. (laughs) He was. In case he had to really lie. He had to lie to himself. (laughs) (laughs) If I tell enough people, it's true. Yeah, it'll start working. going to let all of Hollywood know that I'm clean. I didn't Rumor know. We'll get back. <laughs> I, I had no idea who he was. You never partied at all, like no, I never like did that. anything. No. Not even drinking. Does that mean? I'm sorry. In those days, no, I didn't even drink. Uh, no, yeah. See, I I would drink a little bit, not like that, not to where the point, not like Rick used to do. I I used to. Uh, <laughs> did you? Did you used to drink I took it to the head pretty pretty hard. But I don't ever remember you getting stupid and out of control or messing up your stage time. I, I just remember him being really funny doing Argus when the drunker he got, sure. yeah, the more Argus. And that was up. the truth. People are like you don't really do it anymore. I'm like, yeah, I'm not eight <laughs> beers in when I get to the comedy store. It was always funny though, especially when you make that face. Whatever the fuck <laughs> when you would switch him to drunk Argus, <laughs> yeah. that was my favorite. Like he had him sober, and then all of a sudden he fell off the wagon, and there was a story behind it. That's how the, committed the death yeah. of Johnny Carson. <laughs> When Johnny Carson died, the impression became drunk, Argus. Well, it was one thing that would make all the comedians laugh. Yeah. You know, it's like. Oh, my God, yeah. We still make them do it. That and Tommy. Wow. <laughs> back. Tommy. Tommy was back uh, doing a show a couple weeks ago. Really? And, yeah. Last Saturday. Where? Here? At some little open mic in oh. on La Brea. And he's the talent coordinator of that open mic. <laughs> and uh. someone recorded a video of him. Where he just randomly insulted Adam, the talent coordinator here, just like in the middle of a rant out of nowhere, just goes, and Adam's retarded. <laughs> and it's like, what? What does that have to do? Doesn't even make sense. And then he just rambled on about how if you perform at the open mic, but you don't wait around two hours to get his his advice to you, right? What are you gonna do? Go home and masturbate again? <laughs> All right. Anyway, this next guy coming up here. Like, We'll show you the video after. Yeah, There's a video. It's, it's pretty spectacular. You're just like, why would you do this? I okay. had to go to Philadelphia, but I wanted Rick to go to get some feedback. Yeah, I could use the feedback. And he mentions in his rant, there's a lot of comics making a lot of money because they listen to my advice. You're just like, all right, man. Who, who he takes credit for D'Elia, D'Elia, oh, yeah. Santino. I don't know that those guys got where they got. Do you know got. that he told Santino that he should grow his hair out like Dalia? Really? <laughs> Can you imagine? Well, his he has it hair. in the show. <laughs> That's why I always tell yes. Santino, I go, look, I mean, in a way, Tommy, it worked. Yeah. Yeah. The bill hair is just basically red Dalia. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot Santino about that. saved my life last week on the show. I know. How great is that, that you're in on dying up here again? So is Rick. Rick's oh, got good. it back in. I got He's a on... scene. I got a scene in. He D- got a scene in. You did it already? Yeah, I did it on Wednesday. Oh, cool! Yeah, where, where, where were you at? Were you in the club? Uh, no, I'm uh, I'm in the green room at the Tonight Show. Oh, okay. I'm I'm the comic that's going to be on the Tonight Show, and uh, the one of the guys from Boston is angry because he's just on the Tonight Show to rep his sitcom or whatever. Right, right. So he wants to do stand. He's jealous yeah. that I'm the comic on there. 
And then Santino saves your life in your scene. It's exciting. Yeah, uh, apparently I, I was I was I'm always drunk in the character, <laughs> which it's fantastic. I love. Uh, it's great. Right? <laughs> yeah, and uh, I I this girl, a topless girl, I, uh, she jumps in the pool, does a cannonball, and I go, I'm drunk, and I, I take off my jacket. I go, I'll save you. <laughs> I, I got. I don't worry, and she's and I, and I said just breathe normally, try, and I'll be right there. She goes, listen, man, I can swim. I go, shut up, you're hysterical. And I grab her and I walk her out of the pool like we're not we're in the shallow end, right? So and then I don't know what happened because they had the stunt man do it, but apparently I passed out in the water. Okay. And then uh, Santino saved me, and then he. Uh, I, apparently I got sick again, and then Aww. I go to the hospital. But I'm 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 alive because I said to the producer, "Are you killing me?" He goes, <laughs> Are you no, to no, kill me? you coming back? <laughs> Are you trying to kill my? It, it was a weird. Lines? It was a weird being in that position because yeah. you know you saw it on soap operas, and then the evil oh, twin, sure. the evil twin comes back. And, yeah, you know, and like in the Sopranos, it was like uh, you hear anything. Yeah, Steve Sherpy used to tell me about like the lunches when they didn't know who was going to get killed that episode. Oh, you hear anything? No, I'm cool. I'm clean. They, yeah, <laughs> they do it on The Walking Dead now. Oh yeah, it's always like, oh, is yeah. he is he dead? And then the actors are all like, wait, so should I plan to move back to L.A. or <laughs> keep my apartment in Atlanta? That's hysterical. The, what I think my favorite scene in season one of I'm Dying Up Here was when. They're in the fight in the parking lot with the guy who stole jokes. Oh yeah, to do on the radio, and your character just walks out and just kicks him. Yeah, and he's like, "What do he do? Who are we kicking? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. why are we kicking him? Well, you know, it's funny because when he asked me to do that, he was worried that I was, you know, that I wasn't athletic enough to make it look real. And you don't I know, said, "Listen, you're an all star." Well, I mean, fake, faking, stomping somebody, how easy is that? Because <laughs> the cameras can, can pull, pull it together anyway, you know? That's true. I was in uh, King of Queens, not to brag. Uh, <laughs> you just I, did. I had to punch uh, Kevin James, and I, I was my ego was such that I wanted to throw it left-handed because I had a better, better left hand. And they go, no, no, we need you to throw it right-handed. And I swear I was a foot away from him, but, but the cameras made it look like I hit him. Oh, yeah. It's amazing. That's great. You wanted to hit him, though. You want it? My, I feel my bitterness it. and jealousy. <laughs> my jealousy of him. Does you it bother did you? King of Queens a lot, didn't you? No, I did a couple. Or is that si- and then Seinfeld only the ones or tw- you know I was only one Seinfeld episode, but it's so it's fucking such a popular big deal. Yeah. that people think I was like a series regular. But yeah, but- you know, I mean, Lisa was on a lot. My ex-wife, Lisa she was, was the best. She was the mother of the ugly baby, Jerry oh, yeah. the baby. She you was gotta see funny. the baby. Yeah, come That's see a- the baby. <laughs> I'm a firm believer of a lot of babies are really ugly. So that's always been one of my favorite characters. I never thought infants were that pretty. I mean, babies, like when they're one or two, are beautiful. But uh, like a three-week-old? You mean when they just come out? Unless they're cesarean. That red look? Yeah. uh, Red (laughs) little beady. C-sections are good. I'm afraid it's going to fly around the room. (laughs) It's scary. (laughs) 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 Goblins. So you, you have a fantastic part in Big Lebowski too. Oh my god! That I didn't know for years, and then one day I was watching it because I, I loved it when I was in college, and I didn't know you then. But I watched it a few years ago, and I'm like, Wait, is that is that Dom Herrera? Yeah. And then you start going through the thing about. My Uncle Joe. Yeah. Yeah, that was from my act. That's what I, I remember being like. Wait, I think that's actual Dom Herrera material. Well, they saw the, the Coen Brothers saw me at Caroline's. And I get a call this, you know, a year later. I didn't, I didn't even know who they were. 
And uh, my agent said, you know, they want you auditioning for this part. And I read it. I said, it's fucking brilliant. I said, I'll tell you what, I'm not a laugher. This is genius. She goes, you never get that uh, excited over a part. I go, well, I wrote it. That's why I like it. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it's so dear to my heart. This is amazing. This goes, is brilliant. She goes, well, we got an audition for you. I said, audition? I ain't fucking auditioning with my own words. I said, <laughs> she said, she said, well, let me call. And the, the guy said, no, no, they want to give it to him. Of course. You know, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> they wrote down your act like we want to see how you can do it. Yeah, though. right. You know, it's at my mom's birthday, uh, 80th birthday. Her best friend that she went to school with, Mary, was like, my cousin came in. She goes, "Ooh, he reminds me of one of the Bridges boys." <laughs> <laughs> and, and I and I go, "Really? You like Bridges? Which one? You know, Jeff, Bo, you know?" And she goes, yeah. "Jeff." She goes, "My favorite movie is The Big Lebowski." And I'm like. What? Like oh. she's eighty, and she goes, "Oh, I love it." And I go, "You know, Dom is in that." She's like, "Which one does he play?" <laughs> I have a fun. Uh, he, right. plays, he plays John Goodman in that movie. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I was something about John Goodman. It's a little bit of a name dropper story, but it's no, funny. I love it. I drop all. Okay, the names. so we were h- hanging at the Improv in those days at the Round Table, and Bruce Willis was one of the guys that was. Hang- we were all hanging together, and he had just gotten moonlighting, and he was. Really start, oh, okay. starting to become a star. That was get, the TV show, right? Yeah. yeah. And uh, John Goodman started coming around when Bruce started getting popular. And I just quietly thought, well, J- Bruce hired a bouncer because, you know, he's, <laughs> he's just, a big dude. Yeah, he doesn't, yeah, he doesn't want people bothering him or, or sneaking up on him or whatever. And then me and Lisa were at a uh, at a, a filming of, or a, a showing of uh, Raising Arizona. Yeah. And, and we're in Vegas in the afternoon watching this movie. And I go, holy shit. Bruce got that. Bruce got his John his bodyguard apart and in, in the raising Arizona. He, he's really getting fucking big. Bruce, Bruce. got all the power yeah. now. And then I then somebody and then I found that listening fucking asshole. He's a great actor. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, whoopsie! That's amazing. Yeah, you started at the Improv in New York, correct? Yeah, my first start when I, my the first club I passed was the Comic Strip. Oh, okay. And then I just was getting better times at the improv, so I went there more. And that was Silver Friedman who gave me my break, just like Mitzi gave me the break out here. Mm. You know. At the comic strip, what would they put you up late or something? Like, what? You yeah, said better well, spots. I, I, like, I was another one of the many people who was up for Saturday Night Live. And when they heard that, they started giving me spots just in case I got it. You know, <gasps> and I got so three mean. episodes of it, but I only was on one because the, then Lauren Michaels came back. And then, oh, okay. No, it wasn't Lord Michaels. Was it, it was the Dick Ebersole. It was Dick. You know, I was with Gene Demaney and Woody Allen's friend, and then she got fired, and Ebersole came back, and he fired all of us. And remember, I'm sitting there going, "I'm going to let you all go. Call me an asshole if you want to go." Excuse me, you're an asshole. <laughs> he didn't know what to say. He goes, "This fucking guy," right? And that's why I became a stand-up. Why? Because say I was it? I was it, acting all yeah. the time, and I was doing improv and commercials and stuff. And I thought, "Fuck this! I'm going to become a stand-up because these guys." They're they're already like Joe Piscopo and Gilbert yeah. Gottfried. They were already celebrities in New York just from going on at these little clubs. I thought, fuck, this is this looks like an easy way <laughs> compared to acting, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah, it's at least easier it's than showcase, right? And it's easier than doing plays. Well, in New York, they're more acceptable of plays out here. Yeah, forget no, it. Doesn't it. matter. I did a million plays out here. No one ever came. really. Yeah. When I first moved here, I was doing I a play came. that. Tw- I would have come. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no one ever came to my no, play. I would like, have skipped it. I'm they, sorry. I know you would have. Freddie well, do and Corey came a couple times, and like I think they're the only ones that ever, ever came. Oh no, I'm sorry, not Corey. It would be like Freddie and Lauren Pelt and Jen Freeman. 
It was way back before Corey even got involved with the situation. You never told me I would have came. Well, I probably did tell you, and you probably were like, play. Yeah, probably. Excuse me. Come to think of it. Yeah, because at that, that point, like you were it. already immersed in comedy. I mean, you were already, I mean, you know, big, Dom Herrera from I television. The great Dom Herrera by that point. From television, I always know? say, I shot to the middle, and I clung there. <laughs> I remember, God, I can't wait to hopefully get to the middle someday. <laughs> it's cushy. <laughs> it's cushy, cushy. Did you? I've told you that Mitzi hired me because of you. No, not because of you. Oh, but the like, Philly thing. Yeah, because she was like, "You're where are you from?" And I'm like, "Philadelphia." She's like, "Oh, Dami Rara's from there." Okay. She was so. And fun. I was like, "Oh." She thought you would be a great waitress, <laughs> and since you wouldn't do it. Give it to Eleanor. She, she was so fucking good to me. Oh, yeah. She loved you. I got to tell you a story about uh, when I first did The uh, Tonight Show. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I don't know who to plug. I'm doing. I'm one of the only guys that's allowed to do both clubs. Right. Because I came out here and I was already kind of established. So Mitzi just, she liked me so much, so good to me. She just turned her, her back to it and just let me do it. And, you know, but there were people like, you know, like Dice or somebody who she really developed. She yeah. would never have stood for that. She banned but, Paula Bell for that. Yeah. To take it even there. Like right. so my tonight show intro, I'm trying to scramble and thinking, how can I make both both parties happy? I so well he started out at the improv in New York and you can see him Saturday night in the main room at the comedy store, Dom Herrera. I thought this has got to fucking make everybody happy. Then I get a I get a call from Mark Lano. He was fucking furious. He goes, I can't believe you didn't mention us. I go, I mentioned the improv. He goes, Yeah, but the East Coast one. I said, Mark, do you think if people are out here and they're going to go to the improv, they go, Oh, but this isn't the one he mentioned. You know, I'm going to go to New York. You know, it's like you know what I mean. I'll fly across the country. So, so so Bud gets wind of this and he's he's angry and he calls me in for a meeting. And this is where I knew I had Bud figured out. He goes, you know, Don, we're very upset that you didn't mention us. I said, well, but I'll tell you what. Mitzi is giving me a living right now. Yeah. I said, I work Honolulu. She had more venues, yeah. I work Honolulu. I work San Diego. I work Vegas, and I'm going to work here. I said, and I'm, get, I'm making like 1200 a week. I said, if you can, do, if you can uh, give me the same amount of money, I will leave there and just come over to you. And, he, you know, of course, I'm bluffing. And he puts his arm around me. He goes, Dom, we always forgive around here. <laughs> that was the last. Was the, yeah, because they're the worst paying. He's the one that yeah. crossed the picket line, if you will, or whatever, started paying comics before her where all the drama started. And then he pays the worst. That yeah. drives me crazy. I think it's weird that they, that they just pay you cash now. Yeah. And you sign the thing. Yeah. And, and one like, night sign I left the, without it. And they're like, oh, well. <laughs> I hope you at least gave it to the waitresses. You know what I mean? It's only still 10 get, bucks. But. I still get like just terrible spots in the the lab or whatever. But they'll be like, oh, here's your $6. <laughs> Why are you giving me $6? What's the point of that? That's crazy. I like the club. I like, you know, I like all three clubs for their. No, di- and Jamie pays the best, I think. Does he? Yeah. yeah. I mean, the main room. It's a different entity because yeah. they do have the door. That's so, really yes. all I get anymore. I mean, the, uh, the, the, the uh, original room, what's that? Pla- what's 20 bucks for even, the original Is that even on, on weekends? Even on yeah. weekends. That's just, that's a, See, they Jamie, should be ashamed of themselves. Yeah, Jamie goes up. Now, our ticket prices stay low. No, because they go from fifteen dollars during 20. the week, and then it's twenty on the weekend. They should pay at least fifty bucks a set. They even, Something like they that. Even I took think it back the weekend from, should be like back in even like five or six years ago. On if you did OR 
New Year's Eve, you got a part of the door because they charge forty bucks for the tickets. Oh, I remember. I just being got hundred bucks. I just got twenty bucks this last New Year's Eve <gasps> for doing where the original room on New Year's Eve. Oh, twenty bucks. Twenty bucks. I was just I've like, never what? been so happy that I stayed home. <laughs> yeah, I, I just was, I, I probably wouldn't have bothered. I was like, well, yeah. I still get part of it, and they basically screwed us and gave David Spade the main room. Right, right. That's why I stayed in Philly because I was like, ah, there's no real potential to but, make money unless you're on I, the road. I did uh, the, the Lab Factory in Vegas on New Year's Eve. It was really fun. Yeah. Oh, that's great. And the girl that I, I went that I took to like the show and dinner and stuff, uh, she had been there when they, all the shootings were there. Oh, Jesus! And so yeah. she was part of that trauma and. And she uh, she had to like lay down on the ground at the Tropicana. They held everybody for a couple hours, and she was very shaken up by it. So on New Year's Eve, we're going to go outside, and then she starts getting a panic attack. Oh no! And so I said to her, you know, what, and I said, look, we don't have to go. Uh, we'll just go have a drink. You don't have to, because I don't want to ruin it for you. I said, don't worry about it. So we get there, and I'm trying to loosen her up. So I said, I can't believe it. She goes, what? The only thing I care about in life is fireworks. <laughs> you had to take that one. You had to take that one thing away from me, you selfish fuck. And, and then she started laughing. Oh, I said, "I look forward, God. especially at the end when it's ding, 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 ding. It's somebody in a row. It's fucking great." Uh, You're so evil. <laughs> Dumb. He's always been an eight-year-old when it comes to fireworks. Oh, absolutely. That's his dream. I mean, That's what I was she's like, a dream crusher. Before you, you said that, I'm like, what, what do they think? Like, you're so excited about yeah, the right. New Year's Eve part. <laughs> so it's always like, my wife always go, well, you know, I don't want to go out because I have to work next no. day. I'm like, I don't give a shit. Yeah. The last two years, I've been in my car driving home at midnight by myself. Right. Just like, eh. Whatever. W- once you don't party then what like at least yeah. you have a wife to go back to you know Imagine, yeah, like i live alone how sad is that midnight moment <laughs> put the pot on my head start banging it with a ladle <laughs> i mean that sounds more exciting we than did going that home this year we getting, did pots and pans did getting really? yelled at were you in philly yeah we bought we, some noisemakers but for the most part we were doing the pots and pans because we wanted to be old ruffians. school what were you saying we cut you up i'm sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, I, I was just saying I, I think alone with pots and pans sounds better than <laughs> why are you waking me up <laughs> I, just wanted, I just wanted Not to say here. happy new year I just, I just wanted to say happy new year <laughs> okay fine you could have told me in the morning uh-huh. okay <laughs> Sorry. I just wanted to get my first I'm sorry in for the year. <laughs> I like to get the first I'm sorry at 12.05. Right. Is that cool? Early, yeah. before one, for sure. <laughs> That's a sin. But Vegas is uh, fun to work on New Year's Eve. Yeah, it's like, really fun. It has a great energy. Even though I don't party or anything, I've worked it a million times on New Year's Eve, and it just always has the same great vibe there yeah i mean i'm sorry you didn't get to see the fireworks yeah maybe next year we'll bring you i I, we'll bring you outside next year are you serious yeah i would love that (laughs) i love explosions and you know when they all cascade down it's so incredible chinese gunpowder mixed with other elements to change the colors works it works every time chemistry i I was in atlantic city wow chemistry i was in atlantic city one time i was was doing the sands it was still open Killing! I was killing. What, I was wait, what were you doing? I'm kidding. What? What were you doing? Atlantic City. No, no, no. You were killing. I was, well, I, yeah, I killed and I crushed and I, I, <laughs> I mangled. I did everything. I couldn't believe. You ever hear people do that? And you were at the show. I, I, I witness it here a lot. People are like, <laughs> "How was your set?" 
crushed. You know, yeah, right. Crushed. Yeah, what the fuck are you talking about? Kirk Fox is the king. Really? Oh, yeah. Not so much anymore, but he used to always do it. You know, oh, sit in the funny. back and watch him. And he'd do fine, but it was just it was just a normal set, nothing uh-huh. exciting. Someone would be like, how was your set? And be like, I crushed him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, do you I, think he was doing it like him. joking? No. Oh, okay, because I feel like that's his humor. Uh, yeah, no, I think he was just, that, for uh, the longest time, that's how he, he was so over-the-top confident about. Oh, ask me how I did. How did you do in Atlantic City? You know what? I'd rather not talk about it because it may come off misconstrued as bragging. <laughs> so I'd just I'd rather leave, let it lie. You're not a bragger? <laughs> no. You know why I'm not a bragger? Because it's a gift. And I, <laughs> I didn't do it. I didn't do it. There's a bigger force than all of us that did it. You're what, just a vessel. Whatever I have, yeah. I mean, I, I'm not saying I represent Jesus on earth. But I, I <laughs> That's why he's the great Dom on That's I mean, so true, man. You know what it is too? It's like I'm so fucking down to earth. Yeah. You talk to me, you think I'm like a regular person. Then I go up on that stage and I'm on fire. <laughs> what? It's insane. It's like amazing shoot, to watch. I shoot rockets out of my ass. <laughs> Superhuman. No did, wonder why you love fireworks. Did you yeah. rockets come out of your ass? You're used to this. Did you guys ever did you guys ever hear about the guy in Montreal? He's an English guy. At the end of his act, he would stick a Roman candle in his ass. No. Yeah, no. And, and he would walk around sit with his pants down to there's no business like show business. You ever heard of him? Oh, it's so fucking this funny. Is, uh, really? Yeah, really. Yeah, he would stick a Roman candle, like half of it in his ass, and he'd light it. It was flare off, you know, like... like there's no business I show business I know business I know is that right? Ethel Merman way to keep those references in one day they will tell you you know why I know that song and this is really bad it's Barry Diamond god he's great Barry Diamond just gorgeous man I know super talented not creepy at all if I if I had a nickel for every time I just dreamed of so falling don't... asleep on that barrel chest. <laughs> <laughs> He's not even my favorite Barry. You know that. So. I know. He's I'm aware of I've always been a Sobel man myself. <laughs> oh, I like Sobel. Well, did he, oh, did he come after you? Yeah, he, yeah, he's the only man that ever really gave me the time of day. So there's a special place. So let me ask you, how did he do it? How did, how did it? Oh, it was that? I, uh, <laughs> I was. He's told the story a million times. I was I love 19. It. Uh, I was going to the University of Kansas, and he came and opened for Jimmy Fallon. And yeah, uh, after the show, I'd been doing comedy maybe like six months or something. After the show, I saw the two of them standing on campus. And so I went up and, you know, made sure they knew I was part of the, the family comedy of world. comedians. Uh-huh. And uh, I was just like, hey, great show, guys. I do comedy and you guys are awesome. And, that was uh, Positive Rick a yeah, long time ago. long time ago. <laughs> and uh, they were like, hey, do you have a car? I was like, yeah. They're like, well, we're trying to ditch our chaperone. You should go to these parties with us. I'm like, hell yeah. So I went. we went to some house party first and... Everyone was so excited to see Jimmy Fallon because he was on SNL at the time. And, you know, all these chicks were talking to us. I'm just like, this is fucking great. Yeah. I've never gotten this much attention. I've been going to school to here for two and a half years. And uh, and then they were like, hey, we should get out of here. And I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and they are like, yeah, we should go. Let's go smoke some hash. And I was like, sweet. That sounds good. And so we went and smoked some hash. And then... They wanted to go get food, and we went to a restaurant, and then it just started getting super creepy. So Bull's just like, you should spend the night, and then you can take me to the airport tomorrow. I'm like, 
Oh. Hey, there's an idea. Oh, <laughs> I was like, why didn't I think? Do I have, is there enough time for me to blow you? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, I, my, I have an apartment though, so uh-huh. he's like, but it'll just be easier. I'm like, that's weird. And then he got up, and then Fallon gave me the the wingman peer pressure. Oh. And I was like, I'm not gay. And he wow. goes, You're 19. You don't know what you are. And I was like, I'm oh, pretty man. sure I know. And then Sobel came back. That's terrible. I don't yeah. like that line at all. And then he. he Sobel basically started treating it like I was cock-teasing him all night, and then I'm a bad person for not spending the night with him. I can't believe you. You mean you're going to tell me you're not even going to just jerk me off? <laughs> you don't have to what look at it. Just watch TV. I thought we were all comedians here. <laughs> he Some <couldn't> brotherhood. Just... <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were all on the same team. And then I, I did. I convinced myself that it was like, they're just fucking with me. You know, I just left it at that. Like, all right, they're just they they know that I'm young and they're fucking with me. And then a year and a half later, I moved out here. And another six months after I moved here, I started working the door here. And one night, Sobel showed up, and I'm like, "Hey, that's that guy." And someone I can't remember who it was came up to me, and they were like, "Hey, just be careful because that guy's gonna try and fuck you." And I was like, "Oh, oh shit! Wow, <laughs> they were really trying to get me to fuck him." And then it always just made me uncomfortable that Fallon, like who was it, Mo Mandel, who was like, "There's yeah. nothing creepy about that. He's just a good friend." Yes. Was like, wow. I, I feel like there's something creepy about it. Yeah, Mo, I think Mo was just trying to get on the Tonight Show. So <laughs> good for him, if he gets on, I remember he told that story to Greg Fitzsimmons, and Greg was like, "Well, enjoy your time on the couch." Because like, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. it'll be awkward if I ever have to. If I ever have to interact with him. Remember when you tried to get me to fuck that dude? Dude, that was so cool. You could fanboy him back. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Yeah, it's weird that people do things like that. Gay, straight, or whatever it is, like that they come after young female comedians deal with it, young male comedians. Everybody deals with it, and it's like they don't think there's going to be any... Nobody's going to remember. Well, yeah, I mean, the, the thing that reminds me, obviously, recently is the Louis C.K. thing. Yeah. I mean, hell, uh, what an abuse of power. And uh, I know some, uh, I, I really rather not tell you on the air this time, maybe next time. Okay. <laughs> but uh, okay. the Louis C.K. thing to me was, was really like just an, a total abuse of power, just mean. Of course. Like I, you know, I could say you want about Louis and I know all this brilliant shit, but and we you know, know he's the, funny. It's the, not that That's... those girls were so perfectly ready for plucking. You know, like yeah. they're you know, wow, this is cool. We're in Louis C.K.'s room. Mm. Hey, hey, you know, you guys you want chips? You want anything? Does anybody mind if I beat off? I mean, <laughs> you know, you don't have to touch or anything. But when I do come, I might bat it in the air at you. <laughs> Other than that. <laughs> All this, all this handball <laughs> images in my head. All of a all, sudden, all that, all that are in say hi. <laughs> hi. <laughs> high elevation. We're in Aspen, I've so I don't the, know what's going to yeah. happen when this thing it's goes gonna off. It's going to be insane. I get very gay when I get lightheaded. <laughs> <laughs> I've been to Dom's apartment, and he's never offered me chips or Is anything. That true? He just pulls down his pants and starts masturbating. See, it's hey, uncomfortable. Hey, I appreciate someone I'm sorry, who just goes straight that for on the air. You know, Eleanor, you never had blue balls. Did you? You know they could kill you. Yep, it's a, it's a really a medical. That's so yeah, true, Mr. Herrera. Uh, your your taint your taint tested out perfectly. You have a perfectly tight taut taint. But your balls, I gotta say, they're, they're so blue. A lot bluer than we'd like them to be. 
<laughs> You're going to have to release and how quickly. <laughs> Here, let me help you with that. <laughs> That's so gross. I was disturbed by the amount of dudes masturbating in front of people's stories that came out all at once. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. there's it's... Harvey Weinstein. They're like, and then he masturbated in a plant in the kitchen at a restaurant. You're like, why was there a plant in the kitchen? Why would <laughs> he restaurant. masturbate? And then how how little do you think of yourself that you're like, well, I definitely can't fuck them, but <laughs> yeah. I can definitely please myself in front of them, still feel powerful. For a hundred grand. But but the oh, one more. Who Harvey? Mm-hmm. He yeah. paid well. Louis didn't even pay. That bastard. Yeah, he hurt your career. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, the thing about Harvey Weinstein, you got to say, he is sexy. I mean, no his, question. His tits. He's got beautiful tits. Yeah, if it? yeah, if Sobel had Weinstein's face, <laughs> I would be telling you guys a different tale about the first time I got laid by a comedian. By a comedian. Yeah. Was not the first time I got laid. I was an altar boy. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> that was just a good old fashioned altar boy. <laughs> That's insane. Have you ever been hit on by male comics or female comics older? Whoa, you got quiet. Me? I'd rather not say. <laughs> Has Mitzi ever tried to lure you in her office? No, Mitzi, Mitzi was doing, I think she had enough action going on. Yeah, she. <laughs> She had a plethora. Oh, she with Danny? No, when you came. I here. love the fact that she did that, though. I Me mean, the too. Thing, you know, she was. People forget, like in this show, you know, you know, the woman plays Mitzi, and she's a great actress, Melissa. Uh, Melissa Leo. Leo. Uh, but you know, it's not that she's doing Mitzi. She's no. she can certainly do whatever she wants. She's so terrific. But the portrayal of the character to me. And it's not the same because Mitzi was fucking fun. Oh my god, she was funny, funny and she was wild. She partied with everyone. Yeah, yeah, and she just did. She she knew how to have fun. I guess was she dating Danny Stone when you got here? When did you get here? Eighty five? No, she was dating Argus. Still I, with Argus? Okay, okay. Yeah, because I used to I used to drive Paulie home a lot. All right. He didn't have any transportation. You know, she was, he was kind of like starting off at the Laugh Factory. Remember the, <laughs> she remember? wouldn't put him on here. Yeah. yeah. Well, I didn't blame her though because right. I'd rather him be good because he, there's going to be a lot of resentment anyway. Yeah. For him getting any spots. Right. You know? It was also amazing that Jamie was like, "Okay, yeah, send them down." Well, Jamie here. and Mitzi were tight. Yeah, I know it. She, know? she never talked negatively about. No, he, and he not on yeah. her. And when the comedy store was hurting, and the Laugh Factory was just on fire, he would send people down here. Yeah, we used to honor each other's tickets. I yeah. remember that. Like if somebody, if he had too many. We would honor their tickets. Well, he had a lot less room to fill, too. True. There's three rooms here, obviously. It's incredible. True. Now so. we should bring that back for him. Because uh, the store is doing so well. You yeah, know what I'm yeah, saying? Like, yeah. Because we do get overflow. I know. And, uh, you know, we just throw them in the belly room or somewhere else. We throw them in the belly room. <laughs> get up there! <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It's <laughs> so mean. Enjoy was, amateur hour. Yeah, you know, Mark Maron was telling us that he was, like, in the uh, development. Uh, when he was in development, non-paid regular, yeah. you would have to, like, bark to get people to come up to the belly room. To oh, yeah. watch you, like after they were leaving the original room, right. and if you did it before, you got in a lot of trouble. You, you, but see, you came in a superstar. You never had to do. I any wasn't of a that. superstar. I was just established. You know, I was. That's a superstar thing. No, but really, I mean, it was just that it's not like not like I was such a big deal. It was just that she knew that I was already. You're not going to work the door. Yeah, I mean, she. Yeah. I mean, I was already making money. Right. You know, and she's not going to develop me, so she either likes me or doesn't. Just, 
Just, yeah, just, I mean, she did that with a couple of my friends from New York. Where, is he from New York, one of your friends? Yeah, yeah, Mitzi. <laughs> tell him to go back to New York. <laughs> All right, I'll tell him that. I'll take that's good feedback. <laughs> Mitzi said you were Listen. terrific. Go back to New York. <laughs> she said it was an alright set, but yeah. it would work a lot better if you just went the fuck back to New York. <laughs> well, when I auditioned here, I came out and I was here, it was here for Star Search. Oh, okay. And that was my, my one goal was to get flown out here and not have like a picture and resume in my hand. Oh, okay. right? So I'm doing, I'm feeling good, you know, national television. And so I come in here and audition for her, and I passed, right? And I went back to New York, and I was thinking, they go, how'd you do? I go, I fucking passed. How many times? They go, the first time out. And I'm feeling really good about it. And then I come back here in about five months. She totally forgot me. <laughs> she forgot me. She doesn't re- didn't remember meeting me, didn't remember anything about the set. <laughs> and, and that was so, 85. So I auditioned again. And Gary Shandling was with her, and Gary uh. had known my work a little, my work, my art, and uh, he, <laughs> you know, kids. he kind of pushed it through. So I passed that, that, that second time. But I was, it was so funny. I mean, I had to laugh that she forgot me, and I, I was so fucking full of myself. Ah, oh, yeah, one time, bang, she In loved and me. Out, bada bang, I nailed bada it. Bada <laughs> That's right. I was so happy when I got passed, and then the next time she passed someone, it was Jimmy and Joey. And I was like, oh. <laughs> what were they called? The meatballs or something? No, no they that. were just called Jimmy and Joey. But you and Mike Faverman went on as matzah and balls oh, or yeah. something like that after that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, matzah, oi, vey, I had such a, a schmiegel of a beastle. <laughs> I forgot about that. That was you. Were you there for that? No, you told me about it, but I was dying. I was so mad that I wasn't <laughs> I'm here. Matzah, he's balls. Hey, oi, oi! You kept saying instead of oh, oi, yeah, right. oi. <laughs> yeah, because they they all did the dice. Oh, after all their I remember Italian. Yeah, yeah. Just to mess with jokes. them, Andrew would make Andrew one night told them you can't say oh after. Yeah, that was great. Was he kidding? That's yeah. mine. Uh, we'd all be like, yeah, they're really fucking obnoxious. And like, I'm going to fuck with them. And I was like, yes. That's mine. You can't say it. Oh, oh it's my thing. But when you guys like, said- we won't do it. If it's a problem, Dice, we won't do it. <laughs> they have just one don't. that kept changing over. One of them oh, kept yeah, firing. Oh, yeah, Joey. Well, uh, Jimmy. Jimmy, I'm sorry. They went through five Jimmys. Five Jimmys and one Joey. I guess Joey was the producer, huh? <laughs> and, and, and strangely enough, Joey was the one who just repeated the punchline. Oh, really? So he stuck around. So Jimmy was the, new the, Jimmy the had to learn of the balls, if yeah. you will. Uh, yeah. You know, but it was weird because... Uh, they would not only recast whatever Jimmy and Joey all the time, but they, their jokes were so basic internet setback right, Italian yeah. so far. Like, what the yeah. fuck? And then when they were, one time they were redoing or recasting Jimmy, whatever it was, and they had a thing on Craigslist. They had a an yeah. ad, and we were going to put <laughs> you and Dice in for it. We were going to send your headshot you could've, you could've, <laughs> just to see what That would have been the break you've always been <laughs> waiting for. The that would have been Jimmy. it. <laughs> well, we wanted, you, we wanted to film the audition, like you two going in. and just. <laughs> we were like, you how are we going to get him to for. do it? <laughs> you guys would have never done it. Well, you might have. It would have been fun, though. I feel like Dom might have. <laughs> would you have auditioned? No. <laughs> Tom, that's so rude. You were right. You were uh, right. I you have to go. Sets, yeah. All right. You know what? We should wrap it up anyway. Wait. I just dropped my phone. Uh, it's eleven nineteen. Whoopsie. Yeah. All right. Rick has to go do a spot. Dom Irrera. Great to see you, man. Good to see you, Dom. Always a pleasure, man. Give me that. Kill it in the main room. I like um, 
There you go. You like the way his hair sways. Oh, he must have been. Imagine how cute he was at 19. Right. Can, you, mean, can you blame anybody? You can't blame anybody. Sobel Prime, as I like to that's, say. That's hey, what it care, was. Man. Thanks, man. Thank Sobel you. Prime. Uh, Anywho's. so we can wrap this up. All right. This was exciting. Dom Irera, thank you Great. so much for coming. Where am I at, Al? Oh, uh, Left Factory. Oh, yeah. uh, oh my God, Dom. First week we of April. We walked away and didn't plug. We're such assholes. First week of April. Uh, me and Eleanor. Yes, it's the... Or Eleanor and I. Uh, I will be headlining the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, April 2nd, 3rd, and 4th. And then Mr. Irera comes in on the 5th, 6th, 7th, 8th. I they put too many days. <laughs> when, uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yes, four days. and you headline, and I, uh, I will be your support. I will be your <laughs> jock support right there. I will there, have a tough time following you, my friend. Holding your balls up. I'm just kidding. Can I have a drink? Yes. What drink would you like? No, no, we'll go up. Oh, yes. Okay, hey, we're going to go have a drink. Thank you so much. Je t'aime beaucoup. We're done. What was that? I love you in French. Te amo. Oh, te amo. Love you in Italian. There you go. Say the words I speak. God. Thank you, Dom. You're welcome, darling. Yeah, fuck it.